Hey, Tigers fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. Out and six from the 13. Johnson under center. Takes the handoff, takes it. Across the 15, across the 10. Five. And we finally have a Tigers touchdown. Wow, what a big, big touchdown there for the Tigers. Johnson rolls out. He's got a man open in the end zone. Touchdown! Tigers touchdown by Nick Stevens. Off tackle. And Graziano, luckily he was about to be down at the 25. He escapes. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Man in motion is Giordano as Johnson rolls back. He's got a man wide open in the end zone. It is Ron Elf. He is in for the touchdown. He gets past the man at the 15. Across the 10. Breaks another tackle at the 5. He is in for the touchdown. Nick Stevens. Phil Graziano with a gain of 4 yards up the middle there. He has reached that magic 1,000-yard mark for the season. Johnson under center. Drops back. Rolls to the right. He's got a man deep downfield. It is caught by Giordano at the 10. 5. Touchdown. Sullivan on the hold. Devin Hunter. High snap. It is blocked. It is blocked. No good. And knocked away. Oh, boy. He meets the ball at the 40-yard line. It is a low line drive. Coming down to Graziano at the 15 across the 20. Across the 25. Has a seam up the middle. 35, 30, 45, 40. Gets by Parkins in midfield. 45, 40. 35. Cuts to the outside. 30. 25, 20. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, here's Steve Scolari, Chris McSweeney, and the legend. Bob Herpin. It has been a season of rapid growth and memorable moments for Ray Giantas Tigers. The lessons of last year's strong finish taken to heart and turned into the maturity of this advancing autumn. A playoff berth is all but guaranteed, but before the Tigers prove their medal on the big stage, they have one more test under the lights at Harry Harvey Stadium against a Radnor squad which will go a long way towards determining how focused and battle-ready they are. Following a 56-8 thrashing last week on the road at Harriton, it's home game number 5 and game number 10 of this 2009 season, Senior Night and another edition of Central League Football. 
Good evening, everybody. I'm Bob Herpin. Along with me is Chris McSweeney here for another edition of Friday Night Football 2009. And Chris, things are looking up for those Tigers after last week's thrashing of Harrington. Yeah, you said it exactly right, Bob. Even the week before when they beat Upper Darby 23-0 away also. So the Tigers finally coming back from two away games to finally be home. It's a nice feeling, you know, you get to kind of end your season into the playoff jump with a nice home game. And they look like they have a good chance to finish strong here tonight, especially on senior night. Well, most importantly here, a playoff berth is in the offing. Looking here at the Class AAA District 1 playoff rundown here, Marple Newtown 7-2. and two. They had the five seed, which means they will be facing a first-round matchup against Owen J. Roberts, which is 8-1. and one. That will be next Friday night up in Pottstown. But before that, Radner being at 4-5, and five, not exactly a pushover tonight, and uh, the Tigers really can't afford to look ahead. They have to uh, complete the task at hand. Yeah, that's my main note I have also, Bob. you got to focus on tonight. I understand it's a big night with senior night, and you understand that you're going to play in the playoffs next week, so you need to be careful and not look ahead. And like you said, with Radner being four and five, they aren't a terrible team either. They're a very good team, and they want to, you know, they want to hit that 500 mark and hope that they can finish their season strong. Also, well, so they'll come out tonight. Some things we're looking for: Ryan Duffy, 134 yards and one touchdown on 15 carries, brings his total to 832 yards on the season on 150 rushes, a gaudy 5.5 average. He has an outside shot if things go well tonight. Reaching 1,000 yards, and of course, last year on this on this podcast, we had Phil Graziano on a home game reach that 1,000 yard mark, and just see if Mr. Duffy can uh, put forth, I guess, what would be his finest and strongest performance of the season. If so, yeah, it would be really nice to see him reach that mark because as he has become the feature back of this offense, you would like to see him reach that milestone for the team and for himself. He definitely deserves it. Also, Kevin Johnson, senior leader. And the one thing that Ray Johnson tends to do here this year is, is open things up a little bit more on the road. Now, uh, as a broadcaster and a Marple Newtown supporter, you'd like to see these guys succeed no matter what. But, you know, they do the wing tee, and they do it well at home. But just once, you'd like to see Johnson be able to open it up and hit his receivers, Vince Christiana, Carl Kasarski, and Johnny Watkins and the like. Tonight, we hear from outside sources... That may be the case. Yeah, when we were at the game last week at the Harrington game, there was a couple passes that were very deep. One big play to Carl Kosarski, which was a lot of yards after catch. But it was nice to see them open up the offense. And like you said, Bob, they run the wing tee well. But to become a really good, dynamic team, it would be nice to see them open it up a little more and kind of, even if it is just for a diversion's sake, but at least you put it in the mind of the defense. Last week, 93 yards passing for Johnson. Three of five for one touchdown, but the big m- number that sticks out here, 369 yards rushing. Incredible. Of course, Duffy, 134 yards. Ryan White, 68 yards, 17 yards per rush. Ryan Schallenberger, whose name we haven't heard too much, two rushes for 77 yards, 38.5 yards of carry. He was a big man as well. Yeah, Schallenberger ran well in the fourth quarter last week, scoring the touchdown also. And also in the third quarter last week, we saw... Similar remote kind of evolved as a running back in a great special teams play in which he blocked a punt for a touchdown also. Well, he will be uh, one of the players that will be looked upon to prove his worth down the stretch here and also be one of the leaders next year as this is senior night. Some big names on this team. This will be their final home game of the season. I'm sure they want to keep things going because from here on out, judging by where Marple Newtown is in the playoff race, they will be on the road. Yeah, for exactly. all games. Like you said, this is a possible last game at home for some of these guys, and they want to come out strong and keep playing well. And just one last note, we have the defense here. In the last 16 quarters, they've only given up 16 points. And we have captain's meeting at 
the 50 yard line waiting for the coin toss. Coin flip is away. Marple's choice. Okay. Which goal would you like to defend? Please turn your back that way, please. Okay. Marple, first half option, will receive. Okay, shake hands, bring your teams out. Good luck, gentlemen. So there we have it. The dual captains of Marple Newtown come up with a bit of luck there, Chris, against the tri-captains of Radnor. They win the toss. They will get the ball first. Yeah, the first battle, and hopefully we get to see Ryan White. Another spectacular run back would be nice to see right off the bat. Correct. And our officials for this evening, referee Dan White, umpire Steve Yakin, head linesman Steve Long, line judge Mike Rinning, and the back judge Dave McMillan. So we are just about set to go. And Chris, we will have the national anthem coming up right now, and we'll take a short break and be back. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory. Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps, the few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Live action here at Harry Harvey Stadium. Just about two minutes away from the start of this contest. And Chris, before we had the national anthem ably performed once again by the Marple Newtown Band, your fourth quarter stat for the Marple Newtown defense. Yeah, we had um, last week we uh, had a game against Harrington, obviously, and they gave up the touchdown finally late. But as we look back in the last 16 quarters, they've played basically the last four games. They've only given up 21 points. So that defense has really started to kick it into high gear. We saw at the beginning of the year they were really playing well, and now they really get after the quarterback, and they're forcing a lot of turnovers also. They start strong, and they finish strong, and we have one more chance in front of the home crowd before the playoffs begin. As Radner will be back, it will be Berg Yepremian. The deep men, Johnny Watkins, Ryan White, and Ryan Duffy. Each man standing about equal space apart at Marple Newtown's six-yard line. Your Premian is approaching the ball. It is a very crisp, cold night. It is a squibber along the turf. It is kicking away past Kosarski, picked up by Duffy at the 13, across the 15, across the 20. He gets to the 25, and he's finally wrenched down there. I believe Duffy may have lost that ball as he went down to the ground. And it appears he did. He did. Radner is celebrating, and it looks like the officials have corroborated that evidence. 
Yeah, Owen Hobson, number 57, was right there, and he actually came out with the ball also. See him celebrating on the sideline. So not a good start for the Marble Newtown Tigers, but like we said, the defense is strong. We need to buckle down right now, running the game real quick. Exactly what the Red Raiders were looking for there on the squib kick, the grounder up the middle. Duffy looked like he had a grip on it, but then fell around the 22 or 23 and just let the ball loose. Radner will pick it up. First and 10 at Marple Newtown's 26-yard line. As under center is number 13, Alex Lundstrom, 6'3", 200-pound senior quarterback. Two-man backfield to hand off up the middle to Brendan Connor. He gets across the 20. Yeah, nice quick burst right there by Brendan Connor. Game six on first down. So we will see just how much internal fortitude the defense has here. Redner looks like they will go with a two-man backfield once again. This time nobody split. Three-man backfield. Also in there, Vince Keneally, number 33. Along with number 43, Austin Bolt. This time it's a handoff to... Canelia, he gets up maybe one or two yards, but no further. Yeah, Carl Kasarski coming in there, making a stop on his senior night right there. So it will be a third down and short for the Red Raiders of Radnor. Opening possession of the contest, 10.48 to go, first quarter, no score. Ryan Duffy, an unfortunate miscue on the opening kickoff. Gives Radnor the ball deep in Tigers territory. Third down and two officially. He had launched him under center. Bolt. And David Kurtika in the backfield, but there's a handoff up the middle. Keneally tries to get to the outside. He slips and falls close to the first down. I don't think he got it. Yeah, I don't think he got it either. Finnegan came off the outside and made some good pressure for the Tigers, and I believe he's short. They're going to call fourth down. It's right a cold box. and crisp evening, so the footing not exactly the best here on the turf, which is sort of counterintuitive on a dry night, but we see this part of the field has provided a little bit of drama in the early going. Really good pressure there by Finnegan to force him back into the inside where his teammates were, and the defensive line basically gang-tackles him in the end. Fourth and two, so it will be a field goal try for Radner. Review Premian there. Ball spotted. The kick is away. It is high enough. It is long enough. And it is good. 35-yarder from Premian here with 9.50 to go in this opening quarter. Radner takes a quick 3-0 lead. Very impressive kick there by Premian, Bob. Well, he does have it in his blood, as we understand that he is the nephew of former Miami Dolphins and probably the player with the, the most memorable extended gaffe in Super Bowl history, Gary Opremian. Of course, uh, responsible for the 72 Dolphins not shutting out the Redskins in that Super Bowl as his uh, missed field goal and botched throw directly resulted in Washington's only touchdown in that contest. The fountain of knowledge, Bob Herbin. Well said. Well, he is also 5'10", 150 pounds, sophomore. He will grow into that body. And if that leg is any indication as a sophomore, he will be very dangerous over the coming years as the kicker. Yeah, so, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with over the next few years. So we will have Marple Newtown's second chance with the ball here in this contest. You have to be aware of the squib kick again, Bob. Maybe that was a product of the fumble. Well, the one thing I was surprised on in the first kick is that Carl Kosarski looked like he was right there ranging to his left like Jimmy Rollins about to pick up that ball but decided to let it go. Maybe this time if the ball comes near him, he'll just hoover it and lay down and the uh, Tigers will have better field position. Once again, Duffy White and Watkins back, this time again at the six-yard line, but it's another squib kick. Comes right down to Kosarski who fumbles it. 
at the 25, but he picks it up. He breaks free up the middle. Across the 40, 45, midfield. Stumbles at the 45 and finally down at the 37-yard line. So there we go, Taylor May, Chris. Yeah, exactly. It was the same play again, and Euphremian made the tackle that forced Kasarski eventually to fall down. He basically got in the way like every good kicker does, and now he's actually suffering the consequences right now as he's laying down on the field. He looks to be a little hurt. Well, Akers-like, but uh, not too many kickers have the, the, the guts and the grit that David Akers has, and you're absolutely correct, is that he paid the price for that tackle. Yeah. A touchdown-saving tackle, basically. Kasarski was in the clear. Yeah, you're exactly right. He had nothing but daylight ahead of him, so a good play by Euphremian in the first place. Good recovery by Kasarski though, and we'll take a, a short break as your premium is being tended to. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marble Newtown Tigers on www.marblenewtownfootball.com. Tigers, they gave Kosarski the 40-yard line before the trip. Johnson back under center, but the play is blown dead. And we pretty much expect that will be a procedure penalty on the Tigers. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Bob. That should be the exact call as we're here from the referees right now. Dead ball. Croachment. Defense. Five yards. First down. Well, so there we go. We get a little bit of a prize here. Yeah, right. An early holiday prize. As it was encroachment, I didn't see anybody uh, go across the line. Maybe it was just a little twitch. Yeah, as we look at the Radner team, they look as surprised as we do, to be honest. So, first down and five, 9.38 to go, opening quarter. Marple Newtown faces a 3 nothing deficit, but excellent field position. Duffy and White in the backfield. Vince Christiana split wide to the right. Carl Kosarski blocking back in motion. Now he sets down on the near sideline. Johnson's under center. He hands it off up the middle to Duffy. Duffy spins off a man at the 35 and pushes all the way forward. It gets to the 30. So that will be a first down for the Tigers. First carry of the game. Yeah, Gabe Snow, number 51 there with the pressure coming right up the gut. Good little get back on Duffy, who unfortunately lost the ball on the opening kickoff. Gain of exactly five. Ball at the 30-yard line. First and 10 for the Tigers. Christiana once again, the lone wide out to the far sideline. Diaguardi there. He'll be in motion. Duffy in the backfield. Johnson tries to fake the handoff and does, but it goes up the middle to Duffy on a delay. He gets across the 25, so close to another first down. Looks like that's a gain of five or six. Yeah, number 12, Dave Kurtika in there, right with a stop from his linebacker position. Interesting delay there, Chris. At that time, Johnson almost looked like he sold the fake and he was allowing himself to be taken out with Kevin Striegel also selling the fake while falling backwards as if it was a botched handoff, but... All Duffy had to do was feel his way up the middle until he got some space. Yeah, just continuing to get good yards on every carry. Gain of six. Second down and four. This time Diaguardi in motion again. He takes his place to the right side of Duffy. Johnson back. It's a handoff to Diaguardi. Tries to seal on the outside. Gets across the 25, close to the 20. 
So this will be third and short. Yeah, David Kurtika, number 12, with the tackle there again. Back-to-back plays he's made to stop. Oh, that play, you're not looking for a whole lot of yardage there as uh, Diaguardi pretty much had the uh, near sideline to the left here towards us sealed off, but it was just enough. So it will come up well in a third down and one. Yeah, we've seen that play a few times this, this season, Bob, and it seems to always gain positive yardage, so they might even go right back to it here. Generally first or second down in medium range to get uh, in place for a third and short. And here we go once again, Christiana, the lone wideout. Duffy and White in the backfield. Diaguardi, the man in motion. It's a fake pitch. Goes up the middle. This time to Kevin Johnson. He takes it. He sold the fake very well. Thought Diaguardi was going to have it. But Johnson easily picks up the first down and moves the chains and gets inside the 15. Yeah, number 50, Greg DeCoco. He was the only one who didn't really bite on the fake there. It was a smart play by the Tigers, gained the first down. And on a senior night, you expect a big game out of Johnson tonight, Bob. And he's a smart player. He holds on to the ball well. So why not on third down, put it in his hands, and he's going to get that first down for you. I think it's fair to say he was like the bowling ball, the bowling pins, and, and the ones that were knocked down were uh, his own guys to sell the fake once exactly. again. Exactly, exactly. First and 10 from the 14-yard line, 7-18 to go first quarter. Radner leads 3-0. Christiana, the lone setback. Johnson rolls out to the right. He's looking downfield. He's got a man open. It is complete to Christiana. Shakes off a tackle on the far sideline. He's in for the Tigers' touchdown. Great play, great throw, and a great catch by Christiana. As the ball came in kind of low to shoelaces, he made the catch and made the turn and fell in the end zone for a fantastic touchdown. One thing we saw there, unlike other times when Christiana is the lone setback, is there was a purpose. You could right. tell right from there that he was going to be involved in the play. All he had to do was take a little bit of a button hook route at the five, was able to do a good thing, which is box out your defender so your back is to him, brought in the ball, shook off the tackler who got there right as the ball came, which is a half a second too late, and was able to go in for the touchdown. As you see, Adam Fender's kick is perfect. So with 7.05 to go here in this opening quarter, it is Marple Newtown 7, Radnor 3. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory. Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps, the few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Live action at Harvey Stadium, helped along by Carl Kosarski's pick off the turf and a big return into Radnor territory. Five play, 40 yard drive ending with Johnson's connection to Vince Christiana at his 7 3 Marple Newtown as Adam Fender approaches the ball. It is a low line drive, skidding back at the five off the hands of the deep man back there, TJ Bryant, and skitters out of the back of the end zone. So Radnor gets there. Second chance on offense. It will be at the 20-yard line. 
Excellent job of resilience there on that drive by Marple Newtown. I was just going to talk about that exactly, Bob. When you want to look for signs of a good team, the defense gets put in the situation on the first drive where they're backed up and they only give up three points. That's a great sign. And then the offense comes out, picks the rest of the team up, and scores on the opening drive, controlling the ball. It's a sign of a really good, sharp football team that's playing very well right now. Well, Kozarski uh, almost broke one on that kickoff. It was a 36-yard return. So in any case, we have Redner. Back under center is Lundstrom. It's a pitch to the outside. Trying to get there is going to be... Who is that? Number 33. Number 33. That would be Vince Canelia. As they have a two or three back offense sometimes, and that time as it's coming towards us here on the near sideline from left to right, it does fool us a little bit. Brian Kelly eventually making a stop from his middle linebacker position. He's really played well this year. He really controls that defense and leads them. Now, Keneally did get four yards, so it will be second and six from the 24. Two men backfield once again. Back there is uh, fullback Paul Sambunsong. He's the blocking back for this carry once again to Keneally. He doesn't make the 25, so it's going to be a third down and long for Radner. Yeah, Kasarski getting in there and making the tackle, really forcing him. He's came to play tonight. He's made a couple good tackles already. Big kick return. He's up for it on senior night. They're really trying to go off guard, which is interesting. And uh, Kasarski and the other big bodies in the Marple Newtown's defensive line, just it's like a snap. Right. How quickly they close off all those, uh, all those holes in all the daylight. Yeah, we saw him trying to do that on the fourth down play, and there was nothing there as Finnegan made it outside also. Cornelia held to no gain. Third down and six. 5.45 to go. Opening quarter. Tigers up 7-3. Shotgun formation. Lindstrom. He's looking over the middle. It is picked off. Picked off by Marion Diacordi at the 30. At the 25-20. Gets by a man at the 15. At the 10. He's inside the 5. Yeah, tackled by his opposing number, Keneally, there. Excellent anticipation by Marion Diacordi right there. It was like the pass was perfectly just laid out for him. Yeah, maybe he went over and was practicing with Radner during the week because he knew that route and he bit it right away. First time Lundstrom and Radner was in the shotgun formation, they rushed that pass a little bit. Yeah, couldn't just, just couldn't, no, couldn't quite make out who exactly was the man downfield, but there was nobody within five yards of Diaguardi. Yeah, Diaguardi was the only one who was going to catch that ball, otherwise it'd be incomplete. It's another prime example of the defense forcing another turnover. So with inspired defensive play, Marple Newtown gets the ball first and goal at the four. Johnson hands it off inside to Duffy. He only gets a couple, but that's all you need to do is move the pile ahead a couple of yards. Yeah, Gabe Snow getting back in there on the tackle, number 51. He's made a couple stops already tonight. With a four-point lead in pocket and the ball in the shadow of the goal line here, you don't need to rush. No, plenty of time here, Bob. This team is 7-2 and two on the verge of going 8-2, to two, we hope. They know what they're doing. Led by senior quarterback Kevin Johnson. No wide receivers in the set. Diaguardi in motion. It is White and Ryan Duffy once again in the backfield. Johnson under center. Dan off up the middle to Duffy. He just powers his way into the end zone for yet another Tigers touchdown. Yeah, Tigers look very sharp tonight. The offense is clicking. That's two times now they've driven in the end zone. Just really good stuff so far, and it's still early. It's easy. It's fluid. There's 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 flow to it, no matter what, in, in the tempo and also in the yardage. Yeah, I think the word is rhythm, Bob, to be honest. They're just completely in sync, complete synergy right now from the Tigers' offense and from the defense, to be honest. Radner back on their heels a little bit. The defense was powerless to stop it. All of two plays. 
So Adam Fender on for the extra point. Line drive, but it is no good. It's a little hard to tell how that was no good. It seemed to be very high, uh, possibly over I goal posts. It, I thought it was good. Well, in any case, it is a 10-point lead for Marple Newtown. 13-3 with 4.46 to go first quarter. We'll be back with the change of possession. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory. Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Adam Fender with the kick, but it's quickly blown dead. As it was Derek Adger and Tajay Bryant back for Radner. Offsides apparently on the on the kicking team. Yep. That is a signal. So that is not a good start for a team with a 10-point lead. What was a good start on that last drive was Mario Diaguardi's interception. And 26-yard return from the 30 down to the 4. And two plays later, it was Ryan Duffy into the end zone. 13-3 upon a very questionable call. And sometimes it's t- hard to tell even when the kick is here at, at the near end zone. Yeah. It looked like to us that Adam Fender nailed it on, on a really kind of trapezoidal path. But it didn't seem like it was wide, but apparently it was no good. So in any case, with the penalty, Fender will kick from the 35. He is under the ball. It is a high spiraling kick coming down to Adger at the 10. He's across the 15, tries to feel his way up the middle, across the 20. He's across the 30, has some daylight across the 35, and finally wrestled down to the 37. Yeah, Brian Mabry, number 56, making the tackle right there. So once again, Radner sets up that wedge, and Adger goes for 32 yards. And it will be good position for the, fir- for the second time, pardon me, in Radner's Three possessions, the third possession coming up right now, 4.37 to go first quarter. Lundstrom under center. Got to have a feeling that they'll go back to running the ball here, Bob. Adger and Perot, the wideouts, but it's a pitch outside to Cornelia. Tries to feel his way, gets across the 35, across the 40, and he's just shy of the 45. Yeah, number 77, Christian Whiteside making the tackle right there. Interesting, a naked pitch there. Close to an option, but uh, Cornelia... Big gain on first down. Yeah, quite obviously we're going to get a heavy dose of Keneally tonight. He obviously is like Duffy as uh, their feature back. He has a gain of seven yards on that play, so second down and three for Radner. Once again, overload to the near side. Adger and Perot, the wideouts. Sunbun Song and Keneally in the man in the backfield. Adger now in motion. It's a fumble. Lunch and fumble. It looked like it was going to be for Keneally again. But a bad exchange, and Lundstrom falls on it at the 43. Yeah, I think it hit, the ball hit Sunboon Song in the back as he went ahead to block. 
and good recovery right there by Lundstrom because Billy Weaverling was right there. And just, so a, Matt Gregory. just a half a second away, basically, from picking up that ball and going to pay dirt. So it'll be a third down and six now for Radner. Let's see if the Marple Newtown defense can come up with another big stop, a big stick, a sack, interception, something good. This time, Edger and Perot are split wide to the left. Sonboon Song and Cornelia in the backfield again. Lundstrom back to pass. He's looking downfield. It is incomplete. Incomplete to Perot at the Marple Newtown 45. And once again, Carl Kosarski had a better look at that. He was actually facing the ball. Yeah. Carl Kosarski really, I mean, eventually he ended up tipping it, but he had a good chance of picking that right up. I don't think, I think Perot might have uh, forgotten to... to Button hook backwards. Button hook, yeah. He looked like he was maybe three or four yards away from turning around, and Kosarski was right there and just was able to break it up. Fourth down, and your premium is on to punt. He stands back at his own 29-yard line. Good to see your premium back from the injury. White and Duffy, the deep men, but it's a shank off the side of the foot, trying for the sideline, and it goes out of bounds. We'll see where the official looks at the side judge right at the 30-yard line, so... Not that far to go for the Marple Newtown offense here. 2.58 to go here in this opening quarter. They have a 13-3 lead, and they know what to do with it. So once again, Vince Christiana in. Also, your favorite guy, Simero Moat, making Simero his Moat. first appearance offensively. He's a good player, Bob, I tell you. Christiana split once again wide to the right. Duffy, the lone man in the backfield. And Moat also joins him now. Johnson under center. He gets the call. It's a quick pitch to the outside to Ryan White. He's speeding on the 35, 40, 45. Tries for midfield. He gets to the 47. Easily a first down. It could have been more. Yeah, number 21, Rob McCurdy made the first initial hit. And then Derek Adger made the final stop. Good run by Ryan White. Ryan White, number one with a bullet. 16 yards on the carry. Ball spotted at the 40, 17 yards. Ball spotted at the 47. Excellent burst of speed to the outside where there was nobody on Radner for a good 10 yards. Yeah, really good showing by the seniors so far. We have nine seniors on this team and already, Bob, we've called seven of their names in this first quarter. Christiana to the left this time. Two-man backfield. Radner looks like it's going to try to blitz. They do, but it's a hand off to Duffy. He tries desperately to get to the outside, but can't. He's grabbed around the ankles for a gain of one or two. Yeah, David Kurtika making another slap. He's made three or four tackles already, and he definitely came to play. So he does not get to midfield, about a half a yard shy, so we will face a second down and a long eight with two minutes to go here in this opening quarter. It's almost like Kurtika is spotting and spying on Ryan Duffy. Every time he gets the ball, Kurtika seems to be right there at his shadow. Well, that may be the only hope Radner's defense has to counteract this wing tee, which is humming so far. Johnson under center once again. Christiana out there on the far sideline. Moat in the blocking position. He tries a fake handoff. Moat gets it. He's across midfield to the 45. He's got the first down and finally wrestled down short of the 40. Yeah. Derek Adger on the stop. Could have been worse. He was the lone man uh, separating Moat from six. Another good run by Simmer Moat. We see his ability to get right outside and really almost make people miss the score of the touchdown. Excellent to see him. This is actually my first time since we don't do the podcast on the road. This is my first time seeing uh, Moat in motion. He has a motor. He definitely does. Let's bring up a point. Number 72, Julian Hall on the defensive line is really pushing through and 
causing Kevin Johnson to kind of quick these plays a little quick, so just got to watch that. They give him the 41, first and 10. 108 to go. And we have number 72, Julian Hill, busting right up the line. So we'll see what the call is, whether that's going to be encroachment again or false start. Dead ball. False start. Offense. Five yards. First down. And I just want you to see somebody call it unimpeded to the quarterback there. In Marple Newtown's favor. Uh, well, Julian Hill is not somebody you want to mess with. 6'2", 215. With those pads, he looks bigger than that. Yeah, You don't want somebody like that bearing down on you. He's definitely a big guy, and he's definitely causing some problems. He's getting in the backfield pretty quick and forcing Johnson to be under pressure a little more than he would like to be. Well, it looks like we have maybe one or two plays left here as we're inside a minute to go in this first quarter. Ball now at the 46, first and 15. Vince Christiana once again. Kosarski in motion. Guardi now joins him as the blocking back. Duffy and White once again in the backfield. There's a straight handoff to White. He gets across the 45, cuts around the far side of the field at the 40, trying to feel his way forward. He gets to the 35, so it's close to a first down there. Looks like that's at least 10 yards pickup on first down. Yeah, David Kritika again in on the tackle. That's a good sign if we're calling his name because he's really the last chance there in the secondary for the Red Raiders. Yeah, exactly right, Bob. Really hitting that second level pretty quick is Ryan White. Gain of 11 there, so it will be second down and four. And they obviously know about Ryan White coming off two weeks later after his uh, Central League MVP honors in the upper derby game in which he ran for over 200 yards. And he's certainly proving his medal. We come to the end of this opening quarter. A very successful one for Marple Newtown. They lead Ra Raiders of Radnor 13-3. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. i 